0: Welcome to the impactful PBL podcast. I'm Candice, your host, a project based learning coach and leader of the impactful PBL network. And you can find me at ImpactfulPBL.com. I'm on a mission to do good work with good people for good reasons, and I hope you are too. If you are a current or aspiring project-based educator looking for strategies and ideas to craft memorable learning experiences that empower your students to tackle challenges in their school and community through project-based learning, then you're in the right place. Join me as I share resources and tips to help you launch a PBL initiative in your classroom. Welcome to the Impact Makers community, and let's talk PBL. Hey, Impact Makers, can you believe that it is the end of September and we are now getting into October and heading towards the end of quarter one for this school year, which is interesting and shocking. It feels like the year 2020 has gone by fast, but then at the same time has gone by slow. And so this is very interesting and more importantly, being able to talk to a variety of teachers and to learn and hear about their experience with blended learning, remote learning, or virtual learning. I've been working with teachers who are doing a variety of formats, some who are 100% virtual learning, some that are blended learning, where they're seeing students two days a week in person and then to working with students two days a week virtually. And so it's been so interesting to hear their point of view, their lessons learned, their successes, their challenges, and especially those that are implementing uh, project-based learning, because as you know, that's the teachers that I work with. But over the past couple of weeks, I've had several conversations about project-based learning in a virtual learning format or project based learning just in general. And then I've been reading, of course, a few articles and just hearing different perspectives. And one teacher came back to me and said that they were in a Session where some teachers and facilitators were not against project-based learning, but felt like project-based learning wasn't for every teacher or every student. And the teacher wanted to hear my perspective on it. So I thought about it and I had a few thoughts. One of the arguments that I hear a lot around project-based learning is that certain teachers should not try project-based learning. And when I hear that, they're typically talking about first year teachers or teachers who struggle with classroom management or teachers who are teaching a new subject area or teaching Teachers who are struggling with delivering content in general or insert whatever type of teacher you want to insert there. And then another thing I often hear is that project-based learning should only be utilized in certain learning environments. For example, right now, most kids are in a different type of learning environment than what they're used to. And so there's a school of thought of, well, we shouldn't introduce anything new because they're already having to do something new. The other thought process I've heard is that, well, students ended up the previous school year in a remote learning environment, and maybe they have gotten behind academically due to not having face-to-face instruction. And so should you really introduce project-based learning during this time? Shouldn't we focus on the basics? And so I've heard a lot of arguments around project-based learning. And, And I'm not saying that any of these arguments aren't valid. Everyone is entitled to their thoughts and their opinions. But here is what I would say. Everything is hard when it's new think about it. So think about virtual learning. For those of you who never taught virtually before, when you first started teaching virtually, it was hard, most likely. You had to come up with different ways to engage students. You had to figure out technology. Even if you feel like you are a technology person, meaning that you don't have a a problem with implementing technology in your classroom, you had to learn how to utilize technology in a different way. You had to think about how do I engage students when I'm not there face-to-face? How do I get students to log on? How do I Get students to do their assignments? How do I still motivate, encourage, do all the things that I used to do, build a positive classroom culture virtually? I have a great system when I'm working face to face, but now I'm working with students virtually. How do I do those things? And so, as a teacher, you had to figure out how to become an effective virtual learning teacher. And most likely because it was new, it was difficult. But now that you've been doing it for a while, it's becoming easier. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm saying it's becoming easier because you have now figured out ways to overcome some of your challenges. You have seeked out resources. You've probably attended professional development. You talk with other teachers. And so you now know that it's possible and you're starting to execute those strategies in real time with students. So anything that you do, the first time is always hard. It gets easier with practice and implementation. So it reminds me of running. I always say I'm a wannabe marathoner. I run every morning, but I use the same Couch to 5k app. I know it's an eight week program. I have extended it to a year. Let's not talk about that. But what I'm trying to do is build a habit of running. So when I first started running, the hardest part was getting up at 7.30, putting on clothes to go outside and run. It's so much easier just to snuggle in my bed and turn over and hit snooze on my alarm clock. So the first thing I had to overcome was getting out of bed, putting on my shoes, putting on my clothes and getting out there and run. Then once I got out there to run, I had to overcome the mental challenges of, well, and probably physical challenges of actually doing the app and running and pushing myself. And the first few weeks, it was extremely hard. My legs hurt. I felt like I was going to pass out when I was out there running. But then what happened over time, it felt easier and easier. Now I wake up. I don't hit the snooze. Seven o'clock. I get up. I put my clothes On, I go out there, I run, and I'm done. It's not as hard anymore because I built that habit and I now have some strategies to overcome my challenges. That is the same thing with any type of instructional practice that you try to implement. I don't care if you're implementing group work for the first time, stations for the first time, guided reading for the first time. I mean, you name it, choice boards for the first time. The first rollout may be a little rocky because you're still learning as you're doing and students are learning as they're doing. They're exploring a new way of learning. So I think of the same with project-based learning. It is going to be tough when you get started because it's new. Even more experienced project-based teachers still encounter challenges. They just come up with ways to try to overcome those challenges, but the challenges still exist. So when I look at the research on project-based learning and what's working well and what challenges teachers experience, researchers have found that there are a few qualities that make project-based learning and success and what I've noticed on working with teachers. And some of this is a a misconception about what project-based learning is and what project-based learning should look like. I wanna go over a few of these. One, the frequency of implementation. Educators who are thinking about exploring project-based learning sometimes have the thought that teachers are implementing project-based learning units every single day throughout the school year. And I just wanna share what I'm often seeing with the teachers I work with. So when we think about the the frequency of implementation, project-based learning is typically occurring over a three to six week span. So if we think about the school year and you have a uh, four quarters in a school year, and if each quarter is approximately nine weeks, most of the time teachers aren't implementing project-based learning every single day, because here's why. When you're first starting to become a project-based teacher, as I said before, it takes time. You're implementing, you're learning, you're going through professional development at the same time. Teachers that I have worked with when they're first getting started, they implement probably a project-based learning unit once per semester. The teachers who are in an extensive training program typically implement a project-based learning unit once a quarter. So if you think about it that way, you're saying out of 18 weeks, if you say a semester, someone's implementing project-based learning five, six weeks. That leaves 12 or 13 other weeks where they're utilizing other instructional strategies throughout the year. So it's not the teachers that are teaching everything through project-based learning, but if they're teaching mostly through project-based learning, what I'm noticing is that the school is rooted in project-based learning, meaning that these teachers are getting extensive support and training from admin, their instructional coaches, they're getting ongoing coaching and support, and it's the school culture. So it's an expectation, which means that students have been fostered to learn through project-based learning. So I'm sure when they first started, they probably started out with, We're going to do one per semester, then one per quarter, and then we'll implement throughout. The other thing is that people often say is only certain experienced teachers can implement project-based learning. What I will say is that if you are a first-year teacher, it may be harder for you only because you are learning so many different things at one time. You're learning how to be a teacher. You're probably learning how to teach your content. You're learning just what it is to navigate the school system. You're learning how to interact with parents. It's just that there's a lot of things that you're probably trying to learn and putting project-based learning with that may be hard. Is definitely not impossible, but it may be harder to do because you are also trying to navigate a lot of uh, different areas. So as I mentioned before, I was a new teacher coach for years. And so I remember one year, I wanted to introduce project-based learning to my new teachers. They were first-year teachers, but they were at this point, it was around February or March. And so I thought that they had enough of the basics down that we can start to implement project-based learning. But what I learned is that they were already overwhelmed with day-to-day of being a teacher, that it wasn't the right time for them to learn project-based learning. Not saying that every first-year teacher will have trouble learning project-based learning, but it would not be uncommon if they did. But then on the flip side of that, I've also coached more experienced teachers, eight, 10 years of experience. And depending on what the stage they are in their teaching career, some people had challenges with implementing project-based learning again, because they were managing, maybe they switched subjects, maybe they were at a new school, different things that was going on at that time in their teaching career. So I say that to say that It doesn't mean that you have to have 10 years of experience to do project-based learning, but it also doesn't mean that new teachers can't do project-based learning. I think it just depends on where you are in your teaching career. The other thing that I hear is how project-based learning is time consuming and teachers feel like if I was doing a more traditional lesson, I could cover more content in less time. When you are having students engage in project-based learning, students are taking an extensive amount of time because it's more inquiry-based, more exploration. You are allowing students to discuss more, to collaborate more, and therefore it feels like it can be time-consuming. So when you think about those who teach in a more of a typical lecture format, You can typically cover a lot of information in a small amount of time, but that doesn't actually mean that students are retaining the information or that they're going to be able to apply what they hear. But it does mean that you can check off a box that you covered it. It reminds me of my seventh grade math class. I remember the teacher sitting there with the transparency and overhead projectors, and she would sit in the exact same spot and put up an overhead transparency. And we would copy the notes down and she would take that transparency down and then we would copy the next one and so forth. And technically at the end of that lesson, my teacher could have said, I taught y'all how to do X, Y, Z. You just took five pages of notes on it and she would be absolutely right. But that doesn't mean that I was able to take that information and apply it. So technically, did she really teach it? And I guess that's debatable. So it feels like it's taking more time because students are engaging in the content at a deeper level and more of an learner versus a passive learner. The other concern that I hear is about the difficulty of integrating project-based learning with the current curriculum. Not only about the pacing of the curriculum, but also teachers not feeling like the curriculum topics align to a project-based learning unit. So maybe they feel like the topic is not as authentic as it should be, or it's harder to relate to real-world experience. Some teachers are concerned with if my administrator, my instructional coach, or principal comes into my classroom and they see that students are working on projects, They may not be able to align what students are doing to the curriculum or standards. They may feel like that they are not following the pacing guide. And research supports this concern. So when we look at the research, it does show that if teachers feel like they're not being supported with project-based learning, then they are most likely not going to continue on their PBL journey. And I think that goes with the lack of initial and ongoing support, which I talked about in previous episodes about the importance of having support from school leaders. Another obstacle that prevents some teachers from trying PBL is feeling like like they don't have the appropriate level of support from parents. I've heard, well, if parents don't support PBL, then you might as well not do it because it's not going to go well. Or some teachers may have had experiences where parents are either too involved in the process or they're not involved enough. For example, a parent doing most of the project for a student, which, by the way, if they are able to do this, then you may have designed a project-based assessment versus a project-based learning unit. Check out episode three to learn more about what I mean. On the other hand, some teachers worry about parents viewing project-based learning as an extra or fun thing to do and not a necessity and therefore not supporting it. I'm hearing as well is that students struggle with the new method of learning some teachers have expressed that students are unable to utilize 21st century skills such as creativity, communication, collaboration, or just the level of critical thinking that's necessary in order to engage in PBL. And so if teachers feel like their students can't do this, then they are most likely going to feel like it doesn't work for their classroom. With all that being said, is PBL right for every teacher? Because some of these challenges are real. Some of them are perceived. But then again, perception is reality, right? So how can teachers overcome these challenges? One, understand that PBL is a journey. It is a learning process. Understand that it's not going to be perfect the first time, the second time, or even maybe the third time that you try to implement a project-based learning unit, but be willing to commit to the process and to continuously learn. Seek out professional development that offer ongoing support. So it's great to go to a summer conference or watch a webinar or a workshop or even read a book, but really you need to devote the time to improve your craft as a project-based learning educator. So when you're seeking out professional development, try to find ones that appear more like a community And I talk about this in a previous episode on how to create your own professional learning plan. So check that episode out as well. Also, don't forget to check out our community, the Impactful PBL Network. And then with that, seek out support from your administrator. Share your vision about what you want to do in your classroom. If you're at a school where project-based learning isn't popular, share why you're interested in project-based learning. What do you think it would do for your students? What do you think it would do for your teaching? And then ask if you can start to attend professional development or get some support around implementing project-based learning in your classroom. Communicate your classroom vision to parents and explain project-based learning what is the purpose of it so as i shared earlier about hearing stories of parents helping too much that's because they're probably used to traditional learning where if their child doesn't finish the assignment they're going to get a bad grade so they may not understand that project-based learning is about the process of learning and that it's okay if the end product isn't perfect It's about what students are learning along the way. And then for parents who you feel like are not supportive of project-based learning, it's highly likely that they don't understand what project-based learning is. So they may see it as just another fun thing to do and not as a core to learning. And that's why communication is important. Another thing I would like to offer is to start small with your first unit. I know it's easy to start looking online and seeing all these Pinterest-worthy things that teachers are doing with their PBLs and feel like you need to produce this huge showcase and that your students need to do all. these great and wonderful things so that you can show it off to the world. But start small with your first project and commit to doing one a semester so you can learn from your mistakes. So if you could commit to doing one per semester, you can execute a PBL unit one semester, reflect on it, try another PBL unit your second semester, and then be able to build on your success and address your challenges so that you can continuously get better with facilitating PBL units. And then finally, analyze your standards and look for opportunities where it's more feasible to implement PBL and use outside resources to brainstorm topics or themes for your PBL. Even if you feel like your required curriculum doesn't relate to real life, find ways to integrate real-world concepts. Get creative. So to wrap things up, as mentioned, learning anything new is hard, but it gets easier with practice and experience. If you want to become a project-based learning teacher, you must believe that PBL is beneficial and valuable to your students' learning experiences and that it will have a long-term impact on your students. You must be willing to commit to ongoing development, recognizing it may take a year or so to feel like a specialist. I've worked with teachers who are more skilled with PBL and and some at award-winning STEM schools, and they are still learning and improving their craft. So is PBL right for every teacher? I think just like with any other instructional strategy, it takes commitment. It takes trial and error. It takes you being able to learn about your students, to be able to differentiate your instruction so that you can meet your students' needs. If you're up for the challenge, then project-based learning is definitely for you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you find this podcast insightful, please leave a review and subscribe so you can get notified of future episodes.